What's up, y'all? Kevin Wagstaff here. Another episode of Bootstrapping SaaS to Millions. Stories, lessons, tips uh, from our journey going from zero to an eight-figure business. I am riding solo today. Mike is on a much-needed vacation. So I thought this would be a good episode to talk about how to add value as a non-technical founder because that is what I am. I don't write code. I know very little um, on that side. I learned a little HTML, CSS, JavaScript um, years ago just to kind of know enough to be dangerous and be able to talk about it and understand how the code works, understand how databases work, but definitely don't write code um, anymore. I've written very little in my life. So um, I thought this would be helpful to get into this for you guys that, one, are either looking for a technical founder or two, work with a technical founder um, while they're building the thing and how you can add value and kind of what my journey is like. So I want to be clear in that this is just what I did. There's so many ways to approach this. There's so many ways to add value. I'm surely not going to cover them all, but I just wanted to tell my story because there's a lot of uh, insecurity that comes with not being the builder in a sense. But I think now more than ever, there's so many ways to build on the non-dev, non-technical side. So I just wanted to tell a little bit there. So I personally went with the T-shape model, uh, meaning I went really deep down the letter T in one topic, which happened to be SEO. Um, And then I wanted to learn a lot about a lot of things um, or learn a little about a lot of things. So the T-shape goes out horizontally. Um, I learned about design, UX, sales, relationship building, um, paid, paid search. So let's rewind though. I took a job um, about six years ago, I'd say six, seven years ago at Home Advisor, which is now known as Angie's List, um, Angie Home Services. I took a job there, left my finance career behind, um, took a job making, I think, 37K. um, And I took the job knowing I wasn't taking it to make money. I was taking this job to, to learn how tech companies do SEO. And I I was an SEO job posting. And I went in there and just sold them on the fact that I was going to be a sponge. I can run through walls. I have a history of, of being pretty psychotic when it comes to learning and repping out on something such as basketball, my history there. Um, And so I just basically told them no one's going to work harder to learn this and be a good, good employee, good person on your team than me. And luckily, luckily enough, I got the job. Um, And I learned SEO from the ground level, from the basics, from an amazing mentor there. His name was Valentine. He was uh, one of the most influential people in my life because he was so patient with me. He taught me the basics of SEO. He gave me all the resources to read and learn. And that was my first couple months there was like, go find find these resources and here's a bunch of resources. Read them and then read them again and then tell me about them and then go back and read them some more and then apply them. So I spent probably the first six months just being a sponge reading about SEO because this was like, all right, this is going to be my new specialty. Um, And this was even before I knew I was going to start um, a company. So what I did, I saw how the big boys do SEO there. I, um, I looked at search results every day for probably four years. So part of my job there was to track where HomeAdvisor ranked for things like bathroom remodel or kitchen remodel. And I would literally Google search those in incognito every day for four years and see how fluctuation, see the fluctuations in search results 
when Google would have an algorithm change or we would do something as a company. There'd be a big uh, change of how we um, you know, optimize certain pages or changing title tags or changing on, on body content. So all these things that I would help implement and then I would track and I would just uh, track them in multiple ways visually and then through programs like SEM Rush or Ahrefs. And that was my crash course. So I spent years of getting those muscle memory reps in to become an expert in SEO. So why am I telling you this? So this gave me confidence. So when we started Spectora, I had something to bring to the table. So I could tell my brother, oh yeah, digital, uh, getting people to come to our site, getting long tail SEO um, built up from the beginning. I got that. I can handle that, dude. I'll, uh, that'll be my side of the house to start. So I think in the dev's mind, they're building the thing that's going to potentially um, be your product that's going to grow and make tons of money, what people interact with every day, you have to have something to bring to the table. And so that, that was my thing. I said, I'm going to write the articles. I'm going to, I'm going to apply what I learned to get people to come to our site. And so you fast forward, you know, a year or two later into Spectora, we ranked first for our money keyword home inspection software. And we get, um, you know, a large part of our lead flow and customers from that today. And so, I'm so thankful for that experience. So that was the deep T, um, you know, in my T-shaped model. That was where I went deep and said, this is my thing. And I had confidence and I applied it. And that was what I did in the whole first year prior to launching Spectora was writing articles and doing SEO for our soon-to-be customers. So I told them I would give them a free SEO audit if they trialed our software. And then I would go look at their site, give them some tips, send them a report, and that provided value to them for free. And that kind of made us look good in their eyes and they were more likely to use the actual software. Okay, so how else can you add value? Um, you know, in this first year when the devs building um, or after launch and maybe there's not a ton of customer support to do, um, you know, maybe you don't have a ton of leads to follow up on or a ton of design assets to create or UX or UI, what do you do? So. One thing we offered in the early days of Spectora was to make websites for our customers. So if you're a niche SaaS um, B2B, there's a good chance your customers have a website and there's a good chance um, they may not have a nice one if they're in an older industry, kind of like ours, home services. So I, I learned how to build WordPress websites. Um, they're, it's not that hard. I think anyone can make websites now pretty much with Squarespace, Wix, all these providers, but get the reps in to make a hundred websites and, uh, and do it for your customers. I think that helped us get a lot of early leads that would not have spoken to us otherwise if we didn't also make websites. Um, some, a lot of them came to us for that, ended up using the SaaS platform. Um, even though we got early advice to not run an, a SaaS agency model, um, it worked for us. I think it helped us um, you know, be a nice little revenue generator for the business early on. And to this day still, still provides 10 or 15% of our overall revenue. Another way to add value, uh, learning Photoshop or Canva um, and making light creative assets, um, logos, landing pages, brochures, um, Facebook kind of uh, thumbnails, YouTube thumbnails. That provides a lot of value. I think when you guys have, when you have a campaign, something you're launching, if you can just whip those up and get them out there, adds a ton of value. Um, relationship building is another huge one. So this is something that might be innate in some of you, but it's something you can also build up that muscle. I think listening and asking great questions is the key. 
and really pulling on threads, connecting with people and taking an interest in these prospects. So I think if you are quick to get on the phone with a prospect and just start asking them kind of what their goals are, what their journey has been like, what, what they want to achieve, that builds a relationship and that builds trust. And that's something a lot of uh, builders and devs, maybe that's not their strong suit a lot of the time. And so if you can bring that to the table, I think that that's worth a lot more to a dev, especially a dev that doesn't want to talk to people as much. Uh, if you're great at creating systems and processes, that adds a ton of value. If you can bring some organization to the chaos of an early startup through Google Docs, spreadsheets, Trello, whatever your, your method is, but just simply organizing data and when you reach out to people, when you're launching things, timelines, these things all add a lot of value because it gives you clarity and it, and it gives some certainty, which you're, everyone strives for a little of when you're, when you're early on in a startup. Another way to add value um, is just to be more relentless, to be that guy or girl that runs through walls that's going to call a few more prospects, go to a few more meetup groups, send a few more high-quality emails, and pay attention to the details more. I think that that's the typical one and that's the cliche one, but I think there's something to building up that endurance and maybe being aware of it and saying, okay, when it hits, hits 5, 6, 7 o'clock and I'm still scrapping for my first customers, am I going to jump on a demo the next morning at 6 a.m.? Am I going to fire off that email and send reply to these customers when I'm tired and haven't eaten dinner? That kind of endurance matters, and I think customers notice that, but it has to be consistent. It can't just be once or twice um, unless you're an enterprise SaaS where there's only a few customers to kind of make, make or break your business. Paid search, there's no shortage of resources out there to learn how Facebook ads, YouTube ads, you know, all these, all these platforms can work. I just learned enough to be dangerous in those areas, and that was my way of adding value of saying, hey, we could test these out. I'll, I'll throw, up, th throw up this campaign, target it to the right people, and do some tracking of the results, get the pixel firing. So I think if you can learn enough there to kind of know at least how to test out some theories and get, in, get yourself in front of people, again, huge. And then you don't have to outsource it to an agency that's going to charge you a couple thousand dollars. Um, that's a good way to start. Being a student of UI UX is another great way to add value. So if you're out there seeing what some of the biggest biggest and best and cutting edge tech companies are doing on their landing pages, their conversion funnels, um, that will bring a ton of value to your technical founder. You can show them examples of landing pages that you think work well, um, finding data on ones that convert well, um, and then doing some testing on your own, working with your technical founder to do some conversion testing. Um, but if you understand the basics of A-B testing, UI, UX, and you're talking to customers and finding out what they like and don't like, you're now getting the subjective and objective data that just makes your dev say, wow, you're adding so much value on so many fronts. Because what you're trying to do essentially is make up for that um, supply demand slant because developers they're obviously there's far less of them out there that's why they're in such high demand that's why they make so much money you have to offset that by doing four or five six other things that are either in less demand or there's a higher supply of providers for so that that's the way I thought of it was let me be okay at four or five six things and be an expert in one or two things and then that levels the playing field to where with you and your co-founder, you feel like there's equal value being 
being brought to the relationship because that's that is a hidden thing in the background that I think can kind of blow up startups is when uh, just like in a, in a marriage or a relationship when there's that tilt of someone feeling like, okay, I'm doing 60%, doing 70%, doing 80%, they start getting resentful. Um, and when, when resentment builds, you know, nothing good comes of that. Um, and so this, I think this just keeps the teeter totter even and keeps things nice and balanced to where you're adding a ton of value. Um, and that's, that's the way I approached it. And so short episode today, um, not a ton, um, else to go into other than keep learning these other areas that devs typically don't like getting into or want to deal with. You're that guy, you're that girl. So when you, when you take those on, you're making life easier for your technical founder and, uh, and you're adding value. All right, guys. Thanks. Talk to you next week.